0: Well, hey, and welcome to Thursday Roundtable. I'm Pastor Wes, and I'm here with Pastor Daniel, Pastor Matt. Sorry, that was a, uh, a rookie pastor on the opening here. Hey, we are we are doing things a little differently this morning. As most of you will know, uh, this has been a, a very heavy week in a lot of different areas and ways, obviously, um, uh, the most with the, the shooting down in uh, Uvalde and... Um, uh, we just, as we, as we come, we're, we're going to flip things on the podcast today. Normally we start real energetic and, and fun, and, and, and there's still a place to have fun, and we'll do that at the end after after we, we look at our questions for the day. But we just wanted to start by acknowledging that this has been a week where, um, from certainly a human perspective, it feels like evil has, has won a victory, where um, um, the kind of horror and terror... Um, that haunts any person's and especially parents' nightmares taking place. And, um, we just want to acknowledge the reality that, that, that that's, that's where we're at, that there are, there's a community, there are families, uh, not just in that community, but tied to that community scattered throughout the state, throughout the country that are hurting, that are grieving a, um, a, truly a, a, a satanic demonic, um, event. Um, yeah, the taking of life, death is never, um, uh, you know, we, we serve a God who um, quite literally hates death and um, serve a God who is, who is a comforter. And one of the things we're going to do, church family, this Sunday is we're going to pause our series in Jonah. We're going to go and look at a different passage this Sunday and just not try to answer the question of uh, why did this happen or how did this happen or uh, really everything's too fresh to even try to go in there, but to really look at the question of, Okay, how does, God, how does God respond to us in the midst of hurt, in the midst of grief, in the midst of searing loss that just leaves you on your knees without words? Yeah. And so what we want to be clear today is we do serve a God who is the God of all comfort and who comfort those in their affliction. And, uh, and so, you know, as we, as we think, church family, as we pray, uh, one of the things we want to be praying is for God to, um, for people who are hurting to know his comfort we want to pray for um, God to send, uh, as is already happening. We've seen the Southern Baptists of Texas send teams down. We've seen other ministries send teams down that God would send and, and um, just give wisdom to those who are going to Uvalde to minister, to counsel, um, obviously praying for um, survivors just that they will be able to to grieve in an initial way, but then knowing that there's going to be years and years of things to process and help that will be needed to to work through those things they will never be the same again and i i speak as one who's experienced it and um uh who's experienced murder and um it changes you it alters you it it, it alters and uh um so praying for just their for their healing process not just now but in the days and the months and the Years to come, and so we're going to open just with a word of prayer, and um, and then we'll we'll um, kind of rekey for our, our two serious questions of the day, and um, and go from there. So if you just join me in prayer, Father, we do come before you, and um, God. On one hand, I, I just hesitate to say too much, Lord. When when Mary loses her brother whom you love dearly, and she's there at your feet weeping, your response was not to tell her to stop crying. Your response was not to try to stop the pain. Your response was not to tell her what you were about to do. Your response was was to join her. You wept over her. You wept with her. Um, And oftentimes, Lord, in the midst of our deepest pain, I think sometimes why it seems like you're silent is because you actually have all wisdom and know that there's very few words that when pain is fresh and losses has happened that are truly comforting. Lord, it's, it's your presence that is comforting. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord, as, as we pray for the families, for parents, for grandparents, for brothers and sisters, uh, aunts and uncles, cousins, who have lost a loved one this week lord may they know your the comfort of your presence may they know your peace may they know your tears on the back of their neck lord in the days to come may they know your healing But Lord, today may they know your presence in the midst of um, their pain, in the midst of their sorrow. Lord, for those who are going to minister and to counsel, would you just fill them with wisdom? Would you um, fill their hearts and their spirits with strength to be pillars, to hold these families, to hold this community up? Lord, what has happened is an unbelievable act of, of violence. It is the complete and total result of of sin and and what sin does in in any one of us. Um, Lord, it's it's sin with no no mask of pleasure. It's just the full wickedness on display. And so, Lord, as only you can, um, may you work in your might and your power as you who has conquered evil in the grave but still uh, has not returned, and we still live in a world that's broken. May may you, as only you can, bring healing, display your glory um, for the world to see in and through this, and in and through your people, and the way your church responds. So, Lord, we lay each other and one of these families in your hands, and Father, um, uh, we just entrust them to you. Open our eyes, open our hearts. How to continue to pray more specific? How how maybe you might be calling one of us to even go step in and serve, serve and stand in the gap, Lord. Um, find us willing. That's the other thing, Lord. You, you certainly didn't avoid those who grieved, but you 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 run to them. There is no heaviness of death that is too heavy for you, and I thank you for that. So, Lord, bless our time as we look through these other questions today. Help guide our minds, Lord. We want to be. Um, men and women who know you rightly, who love you completely and follow you faithfully. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Wes, for starting us off on a very difficult topic and for leading us in prayer. Um, We've got some questions today that we feel like in some ways are very pertinent to what's happening because it lays down a foundation and gives us context for how to understand the world that we're in. And if we don't have a context for how to interpret what we see around us, then it raises some serious
0: questions. Absolutely.
1: And it can cause some serious confusion as well.
0: Yeah, just to remind everybody, we, we've been walking through these last couple of weeks and um, walking through uh, walking through uh, 10 questions every believer uh, needs to answer, uh, 10, 10 very fundamental worldview-type questions of, of truth and reality and and so we've got two more on here today. but before we dive in there, why don't we take just a quick quick pause, break, and then we'll uh, we'll dive in here in just a couple seconds.
1: All right, we are back, and we are going to address two questions that every Christian needs to answer we've been tackling. It's from a book where it talks about ten questions that every Christian needs to answer. And so today we are going to tackle the issue of where did the universe come from and is the bible reliable now we really believe that these topics and these questions are incredibly pertinent especially in light of the things we talked about in the yep. beginning of the podcast because again they give us context to help us understand and interpret what we see in a very very broken world and so we are going to start off with the first question where did the
0: universe come from um, this is basically this question, and, and, and if you've come on, if you come on Wednesday night, any of our worldview stuff, you've heard it say this, but every worldview, um, true worldview has to answer, uh, three to four questions and, and every worldview always starts the same question. how do we get here? Yeah. Question of origin. And it's a, it's a vital question. And we'll kind of, I'm, I'm going to toss the boomerang out knowing that we're going to go somewhere else with it for a little bit and come back to this, but how we got here. Pretty well sets up the framework for purpose, for value, for, for you sure. go on down the yeah. line for everything. All hinges on the question of how we got here. So, uh, where did the universe come from? We got a couple. Uh, we got a couple uh, rebuttals. Obviously, let, let, let me back up. Where would the universe come from? Let's just give the simple answer. Where did the universe come from? Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's where we stand as believers that the one true God. Uh, created all things seen and unseen, um, both the spiritual and the physical universe. Uh, but there are some rebuttals to this that, that we, we pulled from the book. And so I'll toss some of these rebuttals out. And, and guys, you kind of, if you got got a response you want to throw to him. So yeah. one rebuttal would be that evolution is in fact provable, whereas intelligent design is not.
1: No. Matt, you have these kind of conversations with your youth. Uh you're like... <laughs> yeah you know like when you guys go through these things with them what are the main questions that they kind of ask in regards to evolution because they have to hear in the schools right all the time you know
2: yeah so you know looking at this issue as you said wes first of all where did this come from there so we look at the order in the universe it had to come from a mind it had to come from someone who uh created and who had an intelligent design Uh, in mind. And you look around us and you see, for us, I mean, we see it through a lens of, it's just obvious. I mean, who could have done this? Look at the beauty of creation. Like This didn't just happen. But for for those in culture who want to deny God, the fact that there's a a God that exists, I mean, it's to explain it away as, you know, it's just either it's an accident or it just happened. That's, yeah. that's not good enough. Like we, we want to know, because if, if we look around, we we're trying to find meaning and we're trying to find the purpose, then there had to have been someone who had a purpose in mind for us, you know? And so we can't find our purpose until we strive to understand the one who had a purpose in creating us. And so, you know, um, yeah, I'll, I'll put you back to you guys. Well, you bring a really good
1: point. Like if there's a design to it, there has to be a purpose yeah there's a designer then there's a design for me as well and for my life i mean evolution does not or the big bang universe or the accidental universe or whatever you want to call it does not explain how this becomes this like how does something inanimate and just matter become intelligent like where does intelligence come from how does com- you know if you see how do we have intelligence exactly and that's the point like a smartphone represents intelligence in case you're wondering but uh, someone made, yeah someone made that
2: phone and someone had to Create that. um, If you were to introduce this phone to someone in the medieval
1: ages, they're like, what is this sorcery? (laughs) Like, what is this magic? It is just beyond them. Right. The the amount of technology and intentionality went into this. And this thing doesn't even touch the surface what our brains are capable of doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how much coffee you have. But,
0: you know. Well, and even even how do we go from that to that? How do we go from nothing to that? Exactly. I mean, that's. Uh, You can't go from absolute nothing to something. Yeah uh there's there's got to be an outside or agent there richard dawkins
1: or it is richard dawkins and you know the spaghetti flying monster you know, yeah. guy uh famous atheist you know if someone asked him what's your answer for where things came from nothing it's like we don't have one yet but we're working on it yeah yeah okay but we're supposed to adhere to your worldview, Right. right <laughs> like, okay. well they're so they're so desperate to find that
2: that missing link and there they're, there are no missing links i mean you know it's it's it, You look at that, and the reason that people want that they want to be able to okay, here's the transitional, the transition from this to this, and I mean, there's the difference between microevolution and macroevolution. Obviously, we're talking here about macroevolution. The fact that, um, you know, God didn't need practice to say, okay, let let me do it. Okay, now let me do it. Now let me, you know, he he knew what he was doing, and when he made it, it was good. If that's an intelligent designer who created us with Purpose and with love, and the reason he made all these things that we see around us that are so beautiful. When you when you look at a uh, you know landscape of a a mountain or hill country or oceans, (laughs) you you look at that like that that is a loving God who knew what he was doing, and to to explain that away is just happenstance
0: it's when you br- create something a couple of things one you bring up micro and macro evolution just so everyone listening knows for sure what we mean by that is yeah. micro evolution would be uh what's the classic example the human the, imm- immunity system yeah well yeah. In, in, in like a species of canary that um, the adaptation maybe you know, is a better like, word for it Beaks, based on natural changing. environment beet might get a little longer a little shorter yeah. feathers might be white feathers might be darker. But you're still always, a, canary's always a canary is always a canary. It's it's yeah. it's a evolutionary adaptions inside a species. Doesn't become a fish. Right. Macroevolution is a species going from one species to another species. That's right it's, aspeciation. Yeah. And so that's so what we I mean by those terms. And it's interesting. You know, the, the question here is, as I'm looking at both the first and second rebuttals, are they really, they kind of are the, the two sides of the same coin. So... What we said is evolution... The first rebuttal is evolution is provable, intelligent design is not. Goes right with the second statement, intelligent design is not testable and doesn't use observation. That's why they would say, well, it's not the irony being is that evolution, Darwinian evolution, is still technically considered theory. Right. Yeah, And it's considered theory because there is such a lack of proof for it, whereas the flip side is... Um, you know, one of the, the classic stories from the end of the century was A- Anthony Flew, um, who was atheist all his life working on DNA, and he comes out at the turn of the century and he says, look, I, I, I'm no longer an atheist, I believe... I'm not necessarily saying I believe in the God of Christianity, but I believe there is a a God, an intelligent God, a personal being who has created because the more the deeper I go into the complexity of DNA, the more I discover design, I discover language, I discover something that cannot by any process of chance and science exist on its own. Mm.
1: Is it first Peter or is it Second Peter where it talks about in the the, the later days or end days or whatever that people will give credit um, to creation to other sources, essentially?
0: I mean Roman I think Romans one mentions that. There's
1: uh, a segment I think in second Peter or First Peter, I want to say chapter three where it talks about that.
0: Probably I think pretty be second Peter, I think. It, yeah, if if it's in there, um, I only say that because I've taught through First Peter a couple of times and it's not ringing. Up <laughs> yeah, I think it's the Second Peter.
1: Peter, but you know, people are so desperate and grasping straws for explanations. Even Francis Crick, one of the guys who I think really discovered the, the double helix and DNA and all that, he's there's no explanation for evolution with yeah. this. There really isn't, um, and so he really introduced the idea of well, okay, if evolution couldn't happen here to create DNA, then maybe. It was, this DNA came from somewhere else, and he introduced the idea of panspermia—the idea that life here was seeded from somewhere else. Well, okay, you're assuming that some other planet evolution could work, but if it can't work here, and situ- it's pretty ideal if something were to happen here, yeah. it, Earth is, you know, pretty good ideal place for life to happen. Well, at that
0: point, you're not even talking about aliens from another galaxy. You're gonna have to talk about aliens from a whole other universe with a different yeah. standard of laws and constants, and that's the irony Who being. Who Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. It's such can't. a long shot. Um, well, circling back around here for a second, and, and our, the, the other objection that's on here is many Christians keep science and faith separate since Bible's not a scientific textbook. And um, what I'd encourage you to do is um, if you go to the church website, we did a series called Bibleology for about seven weeks. And one of those weeks we look at the Bible in science and science, and, 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 more, and more so from a, a philosophical point of view of do those things clash. But in there, there's just some awesome stats that further go into this idea of intelligent design and just show how um, to have the universe we have and not just the universe we have, but a universe where there is a planet like earth with intelligent, meaningful life, like human beings. It's impossible by the statistics yeah. that all, all the things that have to be there, but spinning this back around, because Daniel, you said something there about, you know, people, people are, 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 are going after different uh, ways to justify creation. And it gets back to this. How we got here matters. Mm-hmm. It determines purpose. It determines value. It determines direction. It determines all of these things. And so if if we are made um, by an all-good, all-powerful, all-loving God who who designed us, that it means our value is inherent in our design. True. Scripture says we're made in the image of God. So it means why, why am I valuable? Why Why is Matt valuable? Why, is Aunt, why, are, why are you valuable? Why is the person who annoys you the most valuable? Why is the person you uh, wish would like you the most? Why are people valuable? It has nothing to do with us. It has to do with the one who made us.
1: If you think about, I'm going to go to a reference point here that I think you'll appreciate, Legos. Yeah. Think about something. One, if you see like this beautiful Lego creation, you know, they, someone made that. You didn't just dump a box of Legos and just happen by accident, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Matt, think about your kids. Like if they make their own creation. Why is it valuable to them? They build something out of Legos. They put their... Yeah, because they
2: had, they had the forethoughts to say, I'm, I'm going to make this either... Following the directions. I'm going to make it exactly, or I'm going to use creativity. I'm going to make this what I want it to be. And so they put a piece of themselves into it. Right. So when their sister comes and destroys it, you know, it's uh, (laughs) there's, there's frustrating and gnashing of teeth. (laughs) Right. And so
1: in something, you create something, you put yourself into it and it's valuable because, well, one, you create it. So it's a part of you reflects the the creator. And when, when God made us, we reflected as part of who he is, he put his image into us, yep. and that reflects a, a piece of who he is and what he is like to
0: some extent. Yeah. And and it also means beyond value, it means purpose. Mm-hmm. It means mm-hmm. we have one who's made us for purpose. Both, let's broadly speaking, right? Like, what is what is the purpose of humankind? And, and what is the meaning uh, of life? Yeah, what is, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but purpose, especially in the face of a world where there seems to be purposelessness, but then also specifically like there's a purpose for me as a human, but there's also a purpose for me as Wes. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for my existence. There's a reason for the life God has placed me in and the circumstances that are there and, and what he desires to do in and through. And and then beyond that, not just value, not just purpose, but it also implies, um, that I'm, I'm, um, it also implies, I guess maybe the word is, is sovereignty, but not our sovereignty, our Maker sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Meaning that if we're really made, we're not the ones in charge running the show.
1: Which is a really tough place for us to be as human beings. I mean, Matt, how many times, like, if something is going awry, or like, let's say, like a youth event, you've planned it. And then like, it all just <laughs> falls apart or like, or like a mission trip, <laughs> you are mm-hmm. you know, and some pieces don't quite fold together how you want it to go, you know, and yeah. how do you, is that a fun feeling? It's not a fun feeling, but it's, um,
2: to know that even in the midst of all that, um, you can still bring order out of chaos, yeah. you know, and you can still say, okay, this isn't what I, what I hoped for, or what I thought, but I can, uh, I, I can salvage this, you know, and that that's part of my job is to salvage that and for god you know and in in thinking about his his creation and all that he's made and we've made a mess of things but god is still sovereign yeah and god can still come and make a a miracle of our messes but um you know we i I I love the the fact that when we're talking about is is the um where did the universe come from? It came from someone who not just had something in mind when he created it, but who continues to govern and continues to be sovereign and continues to have have authority yeah. over.
1: Um, it's not deism, right? Like we right. don't adhere to deism where the idea that there was an architect or a creator and all of a sudden just he just started it and just it was hands off the whole time. Yeah. You know, did God create things and inherently right from the beginning, instill all the properties of the universe to work? Sure. But he's also holding it together by his very essence. And, well, and if
2: I can come back and, and just add a thought to that, you know, when, when something goes wrong for me, I mean, there's that thought of, oh man, what do, what do I do? How do I fix this? And, and God never, that's not God. Like yeah, God surprises. Him. He's yeah. not surprised. He's <laughs> not, he's not caught off guard. Um, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think humans would do this. I, you know, he, he, he knows, he knows that at creating with free will, he knows that there's that potential there for us to, to, to make a mess of things, which we have done, but he's always sovereign. And he
0: always says, you know, I'm, I'm going to, well and let's spin this the other way for a second. Yeah. If you, if you go with the other side and say, Hey, there's, uh, it's just chance, you know, just. Okay, well, then, then if, if we're just chance, then okay, we got to, you know, and this is this is ultimately what Darwin and others uh, with them both before and after have, have done is you go, you get to ultimately survival of species, You're survival of the fittest, um, and we, what, what do we think about value? Well, what va- my value, if any, is no different if I'm evolved than a dog, a leaf, yeah. a tree, uh a particle a bug, um, a bug. and uh, there is there is nothing that's distinct or valuable not only that but not only is my value not different but there's not really any value i'm just a product of chance so i guess at best you could say my value is what i make of it or maybe in our culture today it's yeah, we've certainly seen that but it's also my value is what my community tells me mm-hmm. So I, I'm having to find value from 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 other sources and places that are that are, are you know either within or without. Uh, what does it do for purpose? Well, if I'm just a product of chance, what is my purpose? It's to exist, or I mean maybe at best to exist. That and also it gets around to this: if I'm a product of chance, then I am my own master. Yeah. And I think that's the real key. Yeah. From a, from the perspective, if for behind the whole, let's find another way for design is if there's another way to prove origin. By the way, atheism was not viewed for hundreds of years as 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 it is today. It was viewed laughable in many places because you couldn't explain the origin of life naturalistically and it's not until the mid 1800s so that's why darwin is such a a big deal it's not that he's the first person who postulated it but he's the first person who postulated it carried it out and put it in a package that people could read and go ah here look something that makes some kind of logical sense again i I think you really do the digging and we'd all agree there's not there's not much proof for that supposed logical sense but understand the inverse and i and i think when you think about that and you think about a day a, a time like today when for so many years, what we have taught generations upon generations of people is, you are a product of chance, which by default means you have no value, you have no purpose, there is no direction, and you're the master of your own fate. You end up in a society where life is valueless. Yeah, and we see that we see that with the heaviness of of what has happened down in in Uvalde, where. Um, we're horrified because like we do believe life has value, but but, yeah. but you had one individual who didn't value life. We also see that same horror with children in the womb. Yeah. Um and I mean you, you can go all the way. We, we live in a society where life life is only valuable for what it can do for me.
1: Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. that's what's so scary about this world view because it's so utilitarian and yeah. it's so driven by personal happiness and Independence. Yeah, because if there's no, like you said, if there's no value and the only value life has is if this person makes me happy or if it doesn't keep me from living the life I want to, or if this life can't live up to its full potential, then it has no value. Yeah. It's like, what in the world? Like, where did we get the, the, just the, the audacity to sit on the throne and say, hey, this life has no value because it doesn't contribute in a way I think it should
0: and the irony is that's, and that's just that's Romans one paraphrased right yeah that, you know for sure yeah that we that God God made himself revealed in creation and we chose to worship the creation not the creator yeah, and worshiping ourselves I know we're going a little longer in this question yeah. but I, th- I think I think it's it's important so I'm going to throw something else out here um uh kind of both you guys but Matt we can start with you where um and we've mentioned it a little bit, but I guess my, my more specific question is where do you see the ramifications of origin and, and the questions and struggles that come with that? Where do you seeing that play out? Have you seen, and are you seeing that play out with youth and then, and then McGinty from your perspective with, uh, with young adults?
2: Yeah. I mean, for our students, this is a, this is a key issue because they are, they are being taught in biology class. They're, they're hearing this at school and from, from teachers who, you know, come from a humanistic perspective, you know, that, uh, it, God's not allowed in the classroom. You know, they're not allowed to talk about, it, they're not allowed to, uh, and so trying to explain, uh, creation from this, this humanistic standpoint of, uh, and, and playing out in our culture too. So our students are seeing, we're, we're trying to help them to understand that they're this worldview of, um, they have a creator, they have purpose, they have meaning. Um, but then, in culture, they're hearing this, that will you get to determine that you get to, you get to determine, uh, your destiny, you know, where, um, you, you call the shots, you make the rules, you do, what feels right. And, Regardless um, of
1: the reality of what sure, you
2: are or, or what it may mean for other people. Mm. Think about it. You, you mentioned this earlier, but if the whole world lived that way, if the whole world lived (laughs) by that system of hyper-individualism, I'm going to do what feels right. I'm going to do what's right for me. Um, You know, who are you to tell me? Um, We don't like to be told what to do, but you know, we have to establish the fact that because we have a creator, he gets to determine our value and purpose and everything that we, we think, I mean, our feelings subvert to our faith. Like we, we have to, uh, they they fall under our faith. So we we look to the word of God. We look to Him and and who He is before we let feelings run the show. Our our faith in God and, and His character and what His word says. And I know we're going to talk about that here in a second. But what His word says that that is our truth. And yeah. then everything else that we think or feel that 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 falls under that. But it doesn't that doesn't come first. And so. I don't know if that answered your question. No, No, it's
0: good. That's good stuff, (laughs) dude. What about you with young
1: adults? Well, I was going to kind of take this back to um, first of Genesis. I feel like this issue is very ancient. It comes to, I don't trust God to tell me how to live my life. You know, it, it. I think it goes against our grain. We we see the world. We see how the there's a there is a reality, and if you go against reality, it's not going to work well for you. And sort of the moral grain of the universe, there is a way things operate, and there is a right and there's a wrong that we intrinsically know. When we try to ignore that. Society falls apart. Our lives yeah. fall apart. and God tells us, "Hey, this is a good things to do because I love you, not because He wants to control us, but because He deeply, profoundly loves us." Yeah. And there's a better way to do things, but in our pride and our arrogance, we say, "No, I want to do this." I want to be or that's that's right for you, but that's not right for me. Yeah. How can you live that way? Yeah. We're all bigots and accepting (laughs) somehow at the same time. It makes no sense at all. I think it's one of the challenges young adults is they're really kind of introducing themselves to this new phase of life where they're, I, my own thing i'm not you know under my parents house i'm making just trying to decide what i believe for myself what are my values going to be what communities do i attach myself and values they have where am i going to find belonging um and what it's going to communicate about who i am and i think that's kind of the struggle because the desire for belonging and community is so strong that sometimes you can find one that really is communicating something to you that does not line up with the reality yeah and that can overshadow some real clear thinking Um, and they, I think this generation really struggles with, well, I want people to like me. Yeah. I really want to be accepted. I really want to, to, I don't want to hack someone off unless it's on Facebook, then I do it very intentionally, (laughs) you know, uh, social media is the outlet for all, um, things you wouldn't say in person. Right. But so that desire to be liked and accepted really makes it hard to take some difficult stance on some of these issues where someone might say, well, you, you, you must hate me. You must hate me. Yeah. This is how I view myself. No, I love you. You're a human being. God's giving you value. I just think what you're seeing about yourself is not what's going to make you happy. Yeah. And And people just can't separate their beliefs from their person. And we're telling them we love you as a person, but your beliefs are wrong. Well, then you don't love me as a person. Yeah. And they struggle with that.
0: Well, we're, we're actually, we're not going to go into the second question today because we're, we're about <laughs> yeah. out of time. which is great. Just the, one the, the, the second question we're going to do is, is the Bible reliable and, uh, Absolutely the Bible's reliable. In fact, we just did this earlier this spring, we did a whole seven week series looking at uh at looking specifically at scripture and really this question. And I would encourage you, if you wanna if you wanna do a dive, go look at Bibleology weeks one, five, and six. One, five, and six. So we do pretty good pretty good covering of a lot of the main uh issues of, And you can
1: into, I wanna let know where they can find oh, that. Yeah. So if you go to our website, fbcpveld.org, and you can go to uh, connect and then go to FBC Media. And you'll find the Wednesday night Bible study there. Of course, you can always just go to Spotify or Apple uh, Podcasts and just search for First Baptist Church Pflugerville Sermons. And our sermons and the Wednesday podcast, uh, Wednesday night Bible study, are all listed in the same place. So you can listen yeah. to the sermons and the Wednesday nights. And uh, so you can stream that on Spotify. Uh, I think iHeartRadio too. It could be wrong. Uh, An Apple Podcast, so you can go directly to the sources or to our website. And you can find all of that in the same place.
0: Well, oh, that's awesome. And then what I would just say, and y'all kind of to we'll, we'll wrap this up is if you're if you're uh, maybe a parent, a grandparent, you got kids asking these kind of questions, or hey, if you are a teen or a kid or a young adult, and you got questions. Some great resources that would that would put at your fingertips as you ask questions about. Well, what have, I've always been taught this in school, but but the Bible says this was so um, answers in Genesis uh institute of creation research and the institute Mm -hmm. of creation research is actually out of dallas both of those are great uh great places to get um to get some at least some initial foot in the door on on really asking further questions that come that come out of uh god creating the universe other resources y'all would
1: i would recommend right now media um Mm -hmm. there'd be a lot of different there's tons of great apologetic material out there for adults and teens maybe some stuff for kids and if you want access to Write On Media, you can uh, go to our website, fbcpeople.org. Click it's on one like big we'll commercial here. I know, right? <laughs> but we want to give these resources to people. This, we, there's a reason why our church invests in this, because we want yeah. to make it available to as many people as possible. Yeah. So if you go to the Connect and go to FBC Resources, you'll find the Right On Media link there as well. Again, it's a free access portal for anyone who goes through that. Uh, we want to really hook you guys up.
2: Yeah, Answers in Genesis is the first one. I, I direct students to also creation. I think it's on RightNow Media as well. Uh, creation.org or .com. Um, but anyway, it, yeah, there are some great some great resources out there for you True. to check out that will help with a lot. And What I love about those is that they'll take these these issues, these uh, and, and as soon as as there's like an announcement out there that we we think we found uh Lucy the missing link and then they'll they'll be real quick to come with a rebuttal <laughs> yeah. and say yeah but actually here's here's yeah. what you found you know yeah. you you found a tooth of a of a dog, and you know, so it's it's uh, it, it, they're great great resources.
1: And really. I will say too, if you homeschool your kids, find a way to use these resources to incorporate it into absolutely. their science stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're if you're investing your kids and you're homeschooling, which a lot of people are starting to do now, um, then you know, integrate this. Don't keep it separate. Use this as your science segment where really they're learning about the natural world, but through a particular lens that is honoring to God.
2: I'll take one step one step Whoa, further there. One uh, yeah, yeah right. Place. Look at that. Um, on Right Now Media, uh, on the kids page for your kids, there are some great um, creation uh shows that talk go. about it um my my boys have have checked out some of those uh they really dig into to some of this stuff isn't the drive-through
1: right. history stuff on there too drive through history so if you're there, doing yeah. history integration right i mean yeah, it has got yeah. some great stuff look under there and we're about we're,
0: we're about at our cap for the segment, but i will just say this as we transition out is mom dad grandma grandpa aunt uncle if you've got kids do not be afraid of their questions yeah, yeah instead help them find answers cuz there are answers to their questions and, Amen. If, and to hold a position that God created the universe to hold that genesis one, especially genesis 1 through 11 that's really the origin portion of scripture to hold that genesis 1 through 11 is is literal truth and all the implications thereof it's going to put your kids in the in the uh, um in the battle over ideas and they're going to hear and be challenged by teachers and professors and peers and social media people and this and that. Don't be afraid of their questions. Help prepare them with answers. And if you go, I don't know where to find those, look up some of the resources we've mentioned or, Come ask us in person or email us or or contact and we'll do that. But we're out of time for this segment. So we're going to take a brief break and then we're going to come back and and talk a little bit, just kind of fun, end on a lighthearted note about summer and uh, some favorite summer things. So we'll see you in a second.
1: We got some lightning rounds for you. And uh, so stick around. All right, we are back and we are
2: gearing up for summer. I, I'm gearing up for summer. You guys are gearing up for summer? I am so not ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not ready for the uh, heat. I'm wearing shorts. Not ready for the heat, yeah. right? I, to... I
0: want the no, I want the me. summer weather to feel like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Matt's making fun that's of me because nice. he
1: knows I'm an AC diva. I like it, a nice frigid 68, if yeah. I can help it. Yeah, well, you know, it's all right. Matt's it's in his right. office a little freezing. Bit of a- <laughs> I'm like, ah, it's so hot in here because we share the same air
0: conditioner. Well, there's a little bit of a climate difference between where you spent uh, your growing up portion of life. and Yeah, uh, that's true. Dude, Tokyo is
1: so hot and humid summer.
2: Well, it's interesting that you guys mentioned that because our first question, we're going to do some lightning round summer questions. And the first question yeah. that I have for you, uh, for you guys to answer and for you guys to answer. For summer, what is your favorite kind of destination? Mountains.
0: Yeah. Places in the
2: mountains.
1: Okay. See, I would go with mountains with like rivers. Oh, yeah. yeah. They could like, be other. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I want somewhere to swim that's not freezing, but like mountains would be nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I love the beach. I love the mountains, but I love the beach. I just, I I could listen to it all day. I could watch <laughs> it all day. Um sand's annoying, but um but yeah, I I, I again okay, I, Yeah. I love <laughs> I love the mountains, but there's just there's something about the beach that resonates
1: with me. See, I'm married to a woman that loves the beach. I'm like, you know, I will go to the beach because I love you and our children love it, but I will I'm I'm good.
0: <laughs> I am very blessed. Me and my wife are both mountains people. That's so good. hopefully yeah. we can convince our kids of the same. Okay,
1: so
2: <laughs> you're on you're on the way to your destination. Next lightning round question. What road trip snack do you take with you? Mm. What's your favorite road trip snack?
0: Um probably something gummy. You got fruit gummies
1: or like gummy bears gummies like gummy gummy gummy
0: it just kind of depends on the moment you know like there's these sally uh, trolley sour bright eggs that are like a little bit like crunchy a little bit gummy, mm. huh. but also um you know sours that's uh, maybe more chewy i don't know i don't know sours oh. from bucky's are pretty good yeah. there you go
1: i feel like i get in a salty and sweet like vicious cycle and I love to have some gummy worms eat as I'm like driving. It helps me concentrate and focus. But then it's like, oh, I wasn't salty now. So let's bust out the Cheetos, you know? Yeah. Um, but now I wasn't sweet. Okay, where's the chocolate? It just never ends. It's just the munchy yeah. road trip munching. That's good. Feel. So how about I, you?
2: I would say, uh, I would say probably Munchies. Uh there's <laughs> a combination of all kinds of different chips in there. But I've also, um, I can't remember the brand name of it, but there is this new. Uh, you talk about salty and sweet. It's popcorn, but it's cheese popcorn mixed with caramel popcorn. Uh, and when you first hear about it, you're like, done. you're like, no. Nah. But then you try it, you're
1: like, oh, I've had it. Is, it's good. It is good. It's on point. So. Yep.
0: What I, we say, I, th- I think that I think my true answer, though, in reality, is um, some kind of a good protein bar. Because if you if I'm driving and I get too much sweet, I get pretty sleepy. So. Like, I don't want to pull over. Like, it's really? like, oh, yeah, I need a little something. So let's get a really high protein protein bar.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, next question. Candy. Favorite movie. <laughs> Cardboard candy. To watch while floating in a pool. What?
0: Who wrote these yeah. questions? Man, uh, what in the world? Candy. <laughs> Just for the record, I don't watch movies while floating in the pool because I, I don't ever get in the pool. I, I think either. I've done
2: that. I've done that once, like uh, like a dive in movie. I, I, I was. But I think I our f- neighborhood. An in Indiana this Jones once. movie or
0: something. I feel but. like if I were to watch. A movie in the pool, it, either an Indiana Jones movie would be fitting, or uh, The Sandlot. Yeah, like if it's summer, and I mean, like Sandlot is synonymous with summer and pool. True, true. Or and, Jaws, and you know, Jaws. maybe, but uh, I'm not that. I'm, I'm yeah. too young. Yeah, I mean, J- Jaws I is a long. Well, you guys want to go with water water world? Come on, yeah. <laughs> I could go for Jurassic Park in the
1: pool. Yeah, maybe so. What yeah, about you, Daniel? Um, man, I think it'd be kind of fun to watch like a big disaster film, like um, the day after tomorrow where everyone's like freezing. Would you be watching
0: it in like a wave pool? So it's like a kind of That'd 4D be kind of fun. effect.
1: Yeah, because yeah, it has a huge tidal wave that comes through and everybody freezes. So yeah. especially if you're hot, you know, one more thing visually to help you cool down. would be nice.
2: That's good. All right. So you're on your way. You've got your favorite snack um, going to your favorite destination.
1: Going to watch a movie at the
2: pool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What's on the radio? What are your road trip tunes? Ooh. What's your jam? Either something instrumental, probably something like Need to Breathe, or 80s is always a good choice. Yeah. It's the 80s, you got that drum beat. It's like,
1: ksh, ksh, ksh. So it's like it just you know just helps the road trip just go through your way to get through. The
0: it's music. like when you listen to 80s music with the synthesizers and stuff, you're just like, this just sounds like a song that I should be cruising somewhere with the sun's kind of setting. And yeah.
1: Well, I will say this in college, and this is lightning rounds, but I got to share this. We were driving back from, I think, Myrtle Beach. It was like three and a half hour drive back to college. And my friend decided, hey, I've got this cassette tape of The Boss. Okay. I've got Born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen. We're going to listen to Born in the USA the whole way back. Oh, no. So we listened <laughs> to sure. this song over and over and over again, probably like. 100 times the entire road trip, we're just like singing to it the whole way through. And it's like, even by the end of this, like we get back to college, it's like, I still don't know what he's saying because his alliteration is so slurred yeah. in, in the song. Yeah. Um, so, no, Bruce
2: Springsteen and, and is the, not my answer. Yeah. And this song, this song is not even what you think it's about. No, it's like, not. Yeah. It's like, yeah, born it's, in the USA,
1: but it's like negative. It's a, yeah. It's
2: a total trash on America, but yeah. Yeah. I would have to say Billy Joel yeah billy joel man so you know i i, I love 80s music so I, I would probably say 80s music but then you know as a kid it's like oh these are amazing and now you're like that song says that oh it's, it's I, almost like
1: it's been retconned or something
2: yeah it's like that's kind of sketchy that's objectionable my kids are in the car uh all right um caleb <laughs> you know <laughs> so that's that's Yeah, you gotta find the the family friendly ones, the kids' bop versions, maybe, maybe so, (laughs) maybe so.
1: (laughs) No. All Uh, right,
2: Uh, a couple more. Here we go. Uh, Best drink when you're hot in the summer. What's your favorite thing to drink? Do I need to play? I'll go. I'll answer. Um, I would say either strawberry lemonade slush or strawberry limeade slush from Sonic. Both I love. So, yes.
0: Yeah, I think my my answer is some kind of something cold lemonade but that could be just true lemonade or that could be lemonade slush that's just yeah. something about Ooh. lemonade Chick fil a they had that frosted lemonade you guys oh, ever yeah, had good. that yeah that was
1: pretty legit it's that's like good. okay i know it's just like frozen crisco thrown into some lemonade but you know it was still really delicious but i'll also
0: say just for the health conscious if it's a really hot day outside you know, you're doing the doing the lawn you come in get a nice glass of i uh, just ice water yeah can't ever beat it
1: yeah, yep. yeah i i I'd have to say I want some Gatorade or some Propel at least. Like Propel is like <laughs> the happy medium between the super sugary sweet Vitamin Gatorade. water. Yeah, I never mm-hmm. got into the vitamin water. Like Propel, I love this. Strawberry Kiwi Propel. It's water, but it has those electrolytes. So you you some sweat like crazy. <laughs> Mess. <laughs> so, uh, that's good. That's good. Okay, Let's talk about McGinty's sweat. I, let's go yes. into detail about this.
2: Well, uh, interesting segue because my last question is, your least favorite thing about this summer, Daniel doesn't like to sweat. So, but I'll let you answer for yourself. I don't mind
1: sweating if I'm prepared to sweat. Like if I'm in like a swimsuit or if I've got like a you know a fit dry shirt on or like shorts on, I can sweat all day long. No big deal. As long as I got something cold to drink and I'm prepared and I got some shade, let's do this. You know I can. But if I'm in like work clothes or church clothes, like if I'm in my church clothes and I'm sweating, putting my kids in the car to get
0: to church and I'm just like a hot mess. I am not a happy camper. And then you got to stand up to give announcements and you raise your hand and you realize you got a massive <laughs> pit stain.
1: It's the worst. It is not not cool. Literally not cool. And that's uh, nothing will get like me just a little bit testy than just being hot and bothered and humid when
0: i'm in like nice clothes hot and bothered that sounds like a weird owl album (laughs) (laughs) almost as good as running with scissors you know yeah all right wes what about you uh i think my least favorite thing about summer is the heat grass burrs Mm. and mosquitoes yeah and fire ant beds. Those four things. I just, you know. I was like it. mosquitoes are, are not as bad when it's really hot. Usually the hotter it gets. Well, Brian College Station, it's a lot more humid. So where I grew up, where, where I spent most of my life, when it is hot, it's also crazy stinking humid and the, the mosquitoes mm. get pretty bad. Yeah. No,
2: I, and I can handle heat. Um, you know, I can handle the, the extreme heat of Texas, but yeah, the, the, um the mosquitoes the ants, it drives me nuts. Uh, and you guys got to treat your yard, man. I've already done that, but they, they still find a way to, to get into will our yard. find a way. I think
0: what is frustrating about summer, and this is a segue, we need to get it off your shoulders. Up. Come on. It's here. I think what's frustrating about summer is, at least where I grew up, it gets so hot and humid, it doesn't rain. Yeah. The grass dies out, sticker burrs form. You got the mosquitoes and the ants. So it's like, yay, it's summer. Go play with friends. Oh, it's 110 outside. <laughs> yeah, right. That's oh, okay. We're going to suck it up and go anyways because we'll be in two a days in a month and it'll be great. Okay, that's great. But then you go to the park and it's it's like, it's like running on sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> it's, anyways. Our I just you know, it's either. just it's just not the right like when I hear people in other states where where summer's really pleasant and they're like, Oh, summer's so great. I go, okay, I can get why you like summer, but right. I just
1: summer's okay. what we put up with in Texas. What we live
0: for is the spring and the I fall. think we should flip the school calendar actually, and we should get like November, December, and January off when you can actually go outside and do something. You so, know?
1: Um I, I vote yes. <laughs> Although we homeschool our kids, so really we could just do whatever.
0: Anyway, sorry I've derailed the lightning round. We need to. <laughs> it's okay. Bring it back in. I confess.
1: It's all good. It's all
2: good. Well, it's going to be a great summer. A uh, great summer yes. uh, for our for our church. We a got lot a lot going, going on. on with with ministries, and um, I mean, we are we are thankful that you've chosen to spend at least this first part of summer or last part of spring uh, with knows? us. It might you make
1: may, a good road trip for you too. Might yeah, maybe so. Put on the the make, podcast. Yeah.
2: And maybe we're like inspiring you to go out and like get a strawberry lemonade slush or something. I don't know. Hey, a watching the sand
1: light in your pool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pro tip Sonic app. Isn't it happy hour? Like all the, all time. the time. Yep. yep. Every all time, time, all the time. That's right.
2: Well, we we'll, we're going to end this and uh, we want to thank you for uh, joining us today. Uh, I know we started uh, heavy as, as we needed to training um, sure. any little bit more lighthearted, but uh, we, we love you all. And, and we are, here for you and um and we look forward to seeing you guys on sunday if you're here on world day weekend some of you may we may have a lot of people out but
0: we'll be here we'll right? be here and we'll then next next wednesday we kick off wednesday night bible study for the summer so yeah. we took a one week break this week just to kind of reset and flip some stuff around but we'll be yeah. back next week and and ready to go well let me just say this if you are not going to be here this
2: sunday let me encourage you to uh, check back in as, as Wes shared uh, with his message this Sunday. Yeah. Um, listen to it online. Uh, find a, Find a way to hear that. Um, True. But mm. we're going to close out today and pray. I'll pray us out and, All right. and we'll be done. Father, thank you so much for uh, your love for us. And God, thank you for this time of the year uh, where uh, we're seeing... Um, kids get out of school and, and, uh, have an opportunity to, to spend, uh, extended time with family on vacations or trips or extended time with, with students and, and young adults and church family on, on different trips and camps. God, we pray that, um, that you would be glorified and God, we pray that you would help us, um, to just make the most of the time we have, um, understanding that especially after this week, we are. Uh, life is fleeting and, um, you've given us this moment, you've given us this day. And I know there are days where we're eager to be done with that day or done with that season. Um, but Lord help us to live in today and to see today as a blessing and to see the people that you've put in our life as, as blessings and, um, Lord to treat them that way. And uh, we pray that you just fill us with your love and your patience. And God, thank you for all that you do for us and for all that you put up, uh, put up from us, and uh, we just thank you for that, God. Mm -hmm. You are so good to us, and we thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Got any questions, contact us. Please do. And uh, be sure to, to. when you watch this on Facebook or YouTube, just, you know, take the extra little second to click the thumbs up button or the, you know, the the like button or the the ring the the bell and click all the things and leave comments and stuff because it helps other people find it as well. So, thank you all for tuning in. And we will catch you on the next episode. See you later. See you. Bye.